Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Town and Country Harlow Estate Agents, with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, the South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 301, and just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who tuned into last week's show, to everyone who sent us messages, including those at the club. We really appreciate you taking your time out to do that, uh, and everybody who listens uh, to give us such uh, wonderful comments. We really appreciate it, and it's truly quite humbling. Still can't believe we're kind of nine seasons in, and, and wow. still still people listen to us. So really love that. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. This week, uh, back to normal, um, sort of usual podcast, podcast business, if you like. We've got one match to review, we'll review the highlights of our comeback uh, against Stockport County this weekend, plus the week that was with a fair bit that's actually been going on. So I think without further ado, let's just crack on. Let's do that. As always, though, we will have a word from our sponsors who cover London, Essex and Hertfordshire. They are town and country Harlow estate agents. They are run by Orient fans and along with us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers have helped lots of people move home already. And the best bits is there for all Orient fans and staff a discount from their already competitive fees. So if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious as to its value, you can save yourself a few hundred quid and keep it in the Orient family by giving them a call on 01279 883444 or 07528 471 497. Or if you're on Twitter before it uh, goes away, hopefully Twitter's here to stay. Uh, but uh, if you are on Twitter and still using it, you can go and Twitter and find them at TNC Harlow. Or you can also tweet Charlie underscore Paul, who is a big Orient fan, a great lad, guest hosted on this podcast. Uh, and obviously works there. So town and country don't just sell houses, they also change lives. They absolutely do. So there's no match next week, uh, so there's no update really from the Supporters Club to bring you. We'll do that uh, in a couple of weeks when we are back. But we'd just like to wish John Hayes, uh, that's Jar underscore 96, a speedy recovery. He took a picture from his hospital bed having watched our win against Stockport over the weekend. So we wish you uh, a very uh, full and speedy recovery, John. And uh, yeah, all the best to you. Yeah, all the best, John. So let's move on to the week that was down at the O's and happy Monday, the 14th of November. And the club confirmed their ticket exchange system that was mentioned in last week's episode was now live. So if you're a season ticket holder and you can't make a game that's close to selling out or is already a sellout, you can list your seat and if it's sold, you'll get £5 off your season ticket for next season so you know it will add up if you um, you yeah. get a couple of those so yeah Absolutely. good idea that's good to see Orient moving further into the 20th century with, with the 21st, 21st century with yeah. all these new ticketing that's right and stuff, and so. Mark uh, Devlin had come on the podcast a few weeks ago now uh, in our exclusive interview with him he revealed that that was yeah. going to be happening so there's quite a bit of information in there if you want to go back uh, and listen to that that was a standalone episode I think that was meant to be episode 299 if my memory yeah, serves me right. correctly but it was so good, we did it as a standalone <laughs> interview. So let's move on then to a Tuesday, then the 15th of November. Some good news to bring you here as the Leighton Orient ladies, uh, 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 sorry, the Leighton Orient ladies reported that Leanne Bates had been had been discharged from the Royal London Hospital following the injury that she sustained last Sunday. You may remember uh, that that game was abandoned in the 77th minute uh, due to an unnamed player going down injured. So. Leanne is now going to recover at home with the support of the club and we wish her a swift and speedy 
and full recovery. So well done, Leanne. And uh, if you listen, uh, yeah, get well soon. Lovely stuff. Also on 2A Tuesday, the club opened up voting for the October's Player of the Month. And they're doing things a bit differently. Normally, there's a couple of nominations and you're going to vote this time. All players who have played at least three league matches, including at least one start, have been nominated. So plenty of nominations to choose from. I think for me, it's a fairly easy decision uh, this month. Although there could be several winners. I think one guy has stood up... uh, Heads and shoulders above the rest uh, for October, and it will be no surprise. I think Paul Smith will win this mm. quite comfortably. We're not one. to take anything away from some of the other performances or yeah, players. Clean but sheets that we're keeping, you know, overlooking the defence. Absolutely, not just about scoring goals. I know, but some of the goals he scored in October to be mustard. He's having his own little competition, isn't he? A ridiculous. So I'd expect Smith to win it, uh, and you know, whoever wins it will be fully deserving. But I imagine the little we Irishman takes this one. Cool. Okay, so in the evening, the Young O's were in action away at Bristol Rovers. They were in action in the second round of the FA Youth Cup. The team lined up with Phillips, Kwachi, Ajimang, Ojo, Sapanara, Nalo, Laroma, Avgustidis, Pegram, Clements and Smith-Kawassi. Substitutes for this one were Davies, Swarda, Welsh, Ogbibor, Chinadu, uh, Carter and Samuel. Very nicely done, Vida Lejande. So Bristol Rovers took an early lead in this one in the fourth minute, but the O's equalised seven minutes later through Clements and then we took the lead in the 43rd minute thanks to Smith-Kawassi and that's how the scoreline remained as half-time arrived with the O's leading 2-1. We're going to fast forward in the second half up to the 65th minute and Pegram extended our lead to 3-1 despite the referee apparently missing a blatant handball. Bristol Rovers pulled a goal back seven minutes later and Orient keeper Phillips denied them an equaliser in the 89th minute. But Bristol Rovers were not done there. They equalised in the third minute of added time to make it 3 all. So the match went to extra time. So oh, extra wow. time was pretty uneventful. And you could, you know, the young could have been forgiven for losing that two-goal lead and heads going down. However, literally in the finale, things went absolutely crazy. In the 120th minute, Smith Kawazi scored the winning goal to send good the goal. mighty O's into the next round. That is a good goal as well. Amazing. Do you see yeah. the video? Yeah. All, all they all go mental. Yeah. Love you it. You would, wouldn't you? You would. You've just literally, with the last kick of the game, put your team through to the next round of the FA. At the FA Memorial FA Ground as well. Away. At, away at Bristol Road. That's a long way to go on long Tuesday slam. night. Yeah, deserve to win it in the night. Well done, boys. Get done. Well done, yeah. Absolutely. We've covered that more than we normally cover their games because I think Deservedly that's really so. blooming well worth covering. So well done to them. They're doing some cracking things in our, in our academy. It just shows you the strength of the academy. Yeah. that we've got um, these days so fantastic stuff uh, Wednesday then the 16th of November quiet day nothing to report so we move on yeah we certainly do Thursday the 17th of November Paul Smith was named as the PFA Fans Player of the Month for October so we reported when the nominations came out it was a public vote uh, I think there were four players nominated across the whole of League 2 yeah and Paul Smith takes the award so well done to Paul Smith things you love to see absolutely so Friday the 18th of November the EFL League 2 Gold of the Month nominations for October were revealed and the O's not had what didn't only have one nomination they actually had two nominations as Paul Smith was nominated for his bicycle kick his acrobatic goal against Doncaster Rovers and Theo Archibald also got a mention for his lob away at Carlisle which so was well worth the nomination 50% of the League 2 nominations were late and Orient and if we don't get it that's an absolute travesty. I think I think we will get it. And I, I think th- Smith. I think it'll be Smith again. Yeah, I think Ooh, you're some right. very decent goals, but I think 
when Portsmouth scored that scissor kick, I think we were all in awe of it. Although we were slightly used to seeing him scoring classic goals. Yeah. But if you remember when he scored that, I mean, that was doing the rounds on social media yeah. by some much, much bigger accounts than Skybet League too. Some pretty big uh, accounts got hold of that. So results not been published yet. I'm sure it'd be interesting to see who wins that. I fully expect him to be holding yeah. some kind of award up this week. The only problem with all this attention that's being drawn to Paul Smith Mentioned with a January week. transfer window yep. coming up, as we mentioned last week, and him being out of contract <laughs> at the end of the season, yeah. right? Two and two equals four. I mean, I'm not. I don't. We don't know anything. It's not me saying that. You know, sneakily, we're in the know. We're not, but don't like it. If any other football league manager is listening to this podcast, I'm sure they're not. Just but turn if, off. But if anyone is, Paul Smith's rubbish. Mate. You wouldn't touch me with a barge to see here. So let's move on <laughs> to Saturday, the nineteenth of November, then. Yeah, and we wish. Uh, no, I think we've skipped it, haven't we? We have skipped. Oh, sorry, uh, just missed the, the the last bit. We have. So the Young O's, after their brilliant win away to Bristol Rovers, were drawn away to AFC Wimbledon in the third round of the FA Youth Cup. Date and fixture, uh, time of fixture for this is to be confirmed. So we'll see what happens with that one. I think it's fair to say not many Orient fans enjoyed the AFC Wimbledon trip no. a week and a half ago, but obviously the FA Youth Cup games get played at the stadium. So I'm sure we'll take a few hundred probably. I think it could be quite a big game this one. Back to Wimbledon and hopefully this time Orient can get the right result. Yeah, yeah. hopefully we can. So let's move on now properly to Saturday <laughs> the 19th of November. A very, very, very happy birthday to 29-year-old goalkeeper Lawrence Figaro. Yeah, hope, hope you had a good day. Yeah, we had a lovely day, uh, Viggs. The Young O's were in action in the morning at home to Cambridge United and it was the visitors who opened the scoring in the 23rd minute as they converted a penalty to make it 1-0. In the second half, they rewarded another penalty in the 67th minute as Sapanara was issued a straight red card for the offence. But Sorda, sorry, Swarda, say Swarda's a name I don't recognise. He was on the bench uh, at Bristol Rovers, so maybe yeah. a new up-and-coming talent there. Swarda saved the resulting penalty. However, we couldn't find an equaliser the game ended with a 1-0 defeat for the young O so unlucky there uh, you know great result in the cup maybe a bit tired uh, leading on to Saturday's long, game but you know, good week for them anyway yeah absolutely so the main event of the day was Stockport County away before the game we ran a Twitter poll we always do that on a Thursday evening for about 28 hours something or 36 something hours like that, yeah. something like that and we had 231 votes casted for this one 21% thought we'd lose, 35% thought we'd draw, and overwhelming 44% went for the win. Yeah, as always, thanks to everyone who votes in our Twitter poll. So at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, the team was announced a vigorous in goal. Tom James, Omar Beckles, Dan Happy and Jordan Brown in the defence. Elmazuni, Prattley, Moncur making up the midfield with Theo Archibald, Paul Smith and Charlie Kalman making up the starting eleven. On the bench we had Sam Sargent, Shadogi, Jaden Sweeney, Stephen Duke McKenna, Ralph Satoru, Jaden Wareham and Aaron Dryden. Yeah, that meant there was one change to last week's team who beat Harrogate. Tom James returned from suspension. Rob Hunt missed out with a calf injury. And the O's were missing Richie Wellens on the sideline due to illness. But he was watching um, from the stands. And Matt Harold didn't travel due to illness as well. Yeah, so obviously we wish uh, those gents better for me. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Only one change makes sense. I yep. feel if Rob Hunt was fit, it would have been the starting eleven who started last week against yep. Harrogate. I think Jordan Brown would have kept his place, but James in for Hunt is perfect. Good lineup then. Good attacking options off the bench. So Terry Wareham, Dryden and Duke McKenna, all good options. Yeah, I felt like, and I put it in this, it'd be interesting the impact of not having Richie on the actual touchline. Yeah. I know he was in the stand and there, but obviously it's a big miss not having him there. Yeah. 
And obviously, Paul Terry not having Matt Harold with him either, you know, he's normally one of three, is now literally one of one. So, big test there uh, for Paul Terry. And it's interesting point. for me to see yeah. how that would have influenced the game. Your views, Mr. Lee? No complaints with that lineup. Um, at the time, I wrote, I hope that Brown is put at right back because he'd done so well yeah. there last week. But naturally, Tom James would probably go in and we would then potentially look really exposed at left back when you've got a right sided midfielder playing at left back that would be a, a loop that they would exploit but that didn't happen Tom James went at, at left back so all is good there you make a really good point there about you know Paul being on his own um, in the dugout with obviously Richie in the stands there's some radio link or, link, or yeah. phone or some sort like that but not to have someone to necessarily bounce ideas immediately off of in, in uh, Matt Harrell but obviously uh, Simon Royce the goalkeeping coach yeah. would have been there or thereabouts but in the end it didn't matter because we ended up winning the game and we made a um, a slight transformation with substitutions late in the games or midway through the second half so as it turned out it worked out quite well it certainly did lots of views came in at 2 o'clock we'll mention a few, a few that we got in Les okay 52 said I assume James is at left back and if so this is concerning so mirroring what you said there Bid Lejande he was struggling in his normal position of right back <laughs> Wilco 300 said would have James at right back Sweeney at left back the rest picks itself well interesting so not putting Brown in the team there for Wilco 300 I I said last week I wouldn't have changed Jordan Brown at right back yeah and lots lots of people agreeing with you on social media from the video uh, clip we played that one Len Chin Chin 1 said stop Paul are aside in very good form I think it will take a determined O's team to dominate however the good starting eleven seems balanced with strong subs on the bench. I feel at least a draw, if not a close winner, is likely, providing any silly mistakes can be avoided. Yeah, so let's crack on with the highlights of this match. Match kicked off with the tabletop in O's looking to extend their lead at the top of the table against one of the league's most informed teams in Stockport County. Madden played Hippolyte through on goal in the second minute, so they came out really, really strongly. They did. His shot was saved by the birthday boy, Lawrence Vigaru, but the flag on the far side was up for offside anyway. Yeah, in the fifth minute, though, Stockport did take the lead. As Will Collar crossed from the right-hand side for Paddy Madden, got it down, took a touch, fed it on the left to hit the on-rushing Hippolyte, drilled the ball into the bottom far corner to make it 1-0 to the host and give the O's the worst possible start. I actually think that was a good... I think as Orient fans will say it's poor defending. I think they actually worked the opportunity they did. really well. And he's finished it well. That hippo light, who I hadn't he's heard of, around. actually. Yeah, he's been around for a while. I wasn't too familiar with him. I obviously know yeah. Paddy Madden. Uh, but I thought he took his goal really well. And I thought that hippo light was quite a good player from the highlights that I watched. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, disappointing start to the game. It is well. It is a well worked goal. You could see the cross coming in. You could see the players moving off us. You could see them. Um, you know that was a well worked goal from their perspective. But to have an opposition striker in your own box, ten yards from goal, yeah. even twelve yards from goal, with the goal gaping, it just just put. That's the poor thing for me that we're all sitting there ball watching and no one's picking up the man that's running into the box I know you can't be perfect all the time but this is the fifth minute yeah um, caught us cold but like you said really they, they did. really did come out of the block so I guess they'd be expected nine and a half or well, a big attendance for them would have been loud in there yeah. they would have been getting behind the team their biggest game in the season from speaking to a few of their fans in midweek so yeah, no top, surprise top versus them they've just come up They're, they are a well supported so they were getting eights and ten thousands in the, in the National League like that's not an un, that's not an anomaly that crowd. 
Yeah. Maybe there was a thousand more than there normally would be. Maybe they had a ticket incentive or something. But you know that's a good crowd for them. Um, so let's move on then. Paddy Madden fired a shot of Vigaru following some Stockport pressure in the seventh minute. Yeah, thirteenth minute. All Stockport at this moment in time. They had a free kick, worked to the back post, flashed across goal. And the O's managed to clear the danger. Yeah, 17 minutes of free kick dinked towards Fraser Horsfall. He nodded into the path of Wooten, whose snapshot was saved brilliantly by Lawrence Vigaru. Wow. Now, I think, obviously, Beckles gets most of the uh, attention, right? At full time, he scores the goals. Pictures of Beckles going into the crowd, whatever. He gets the glory. I think this moment is actually a game-changing moment. If this goal goes in, with 17 minutes gone, and we go 2-0 down... I think forget about it. I think game over. I think that is the pivotal part of this game. A huge save and another amazing reaction save from Lawrence Figueroa. Things you love to see. Do you think then that 2-0 with, where are we, 17 minutes on the clock is an insurmountable thing to come back on? Uh, probably in this game at this point. Yeah. I mean, never say never, but you know, if 17 minutes gone, we've not, like, we don't cover everything that happens in the matches. We obviously <laughs> no, the give like, very chosen highlights, but there's nothing to speak about. Uh, with Orient at this point and if they go 2-0 up the crowd get louder maybe a few heads go down from Orient maybe Paul Terry has to readjust the formation uh, at 2-0 down because we're just getting overrun at points it would have been I'm not saying we wouldn't have equalised but very unlikely uh, I think so yeah. I think for me that that is the, the key key moment especially in the first half anyway so thank God we've got the league's best keeper absolutely because that was a tremendous save brilliant save he's, he's flying through the air again how has their man been allowed to do yeah, that a bit cold defensively again, we got. We can't be cold from the off. We're top of the league. Like we're not playing like that. If we're being caught cold, nearly twenty minutes into a game, it just shouldn't. It, I know I'm being. I know we win the game. So in essence, it's all kind of immaterial. Yeah. Because we've won the game. But like you said, if that goes in, if if Lawrence just misjudges his his flight or the 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 height of the ball or whatever, and it goes in, you're right. It's it's going to kill us. Probably kill kill the game. They'll go on. The towels are up, and they'll go on and get a third. Unless we can come back. I know we don't have to talk about that, but the point I'm trying to make is is that we shouldn't be starting cold. They shouldn't be stronger than us. We're top of the league, we've got the confidence, we've got the ability in the players, we've got the right mentality in, in, in the team. We've got to be sharper and, and, and going out faster and harder, in my opinion, because you know there will be a time where Lawrence probably won't be able to save us and he'll be picking the ball out the back of the net. I also think there's a aspect now of Orient being top of the league so when we're going to these places you're getting more crowds through the door the crowds are getting more vocal it's more like I'm not going to say Orient's anyone's cup final because it'd be ridiculous to do so but it was clear and again speaking to Stockport fans in the week how big this game was for Stockport Right. so where it may have been quieter not saying less busy but where the crowd might be getting behind them more I think the crowd becomes more expectant which means teams might be going out slightly harder and raising yeah. their game a little bit uh, like which them. might be taking us by surprise so yeah again massive massive save there but not to worry this season's been amazing 22nd minute it got even better as we got a long uh, we got a throw in uh, Tom James stepped up took a long throw in into the box ball was allowed to bounce Omar Beckles got a flick on and the oncoming in rushing Darren Prattley got his head to the ball and got his header more importantly into the top corner of the net and he made it one all smashing header. That's a great bullet header. Superb goal. How he's run on. He's met it perfectly. He could have rose-edited that. He could have gone flying, tripped, whatever. He didn't. 
Tremendous. Well done to Paul Smith, though, yeah, good. who won the initial throw-in. Good point. Um, and a good delivery from, from Tom James. I mean, we've not seen Orient score from a throw-in in a long time, actually. Brisbane Road, anyway, they yeah. tend not to, ha- to happen too often, so it's great to see Prattley's first goal since February. And who doesn't love a knee slide? Oh, that was a good knee slide. Good I've knee. seen some terrible knee slides. He's done slides. that before, Darren Prattley. Yeah. Not too often, He's but... He's been practising. Great to see. So, just a great sign that, you know, we've barely had a chance in the first 22 minutes. First one we got... We've scored. scored so clinical being not clinical in certain matches tonight. It's being well, very clinical with that chance. Of I think the problem is, is we're clinical in one box and not in not clinical enough in another box. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Right, we're all right taking our chances and, and up the other end, but we're not clinical enough in our own box to, to defend it more strongly. Yeah. Again, I'm probably just being overly harsh <laughs> because we won the game and yeah. it's immaterial. Yeah. But the point is, it, this is League Two, and things can turn. Like your luck can change. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you have to make your own luck. Um, 24 minutes? Yeah, Stockport almost regained the lead as they had a corner. Hussey. Hussey? Hussey? Don't know. Played an in-swinging corner towards Akil Wright. He got his head to the ball and it was cleared off the line. The ball came out to Will Collar and he steered a header over the bar. Again, decent chance for them to regain the lead shortly after. Some good defensive quality there from the O's and I guess a bad finish from Collar as he headed over the bar. Yeah, Sarsovic sent a diagonal ball towards Carl Wooten just shy of the half-hour mark. It dropped from Madden inside the area but the snapshot was blocked by Omar Beckles. Yeah, let's get forward in. Nothing really to talk about until the 45th minute. Sarsovic lined one up from range, took a big deflection Around on through very comfortably to Lawrence Figueroa. Three minutes of time were added on and played out with no further action really to mention. So the half-time whistle went with the team's level one all going in at the break. Yeah, so attendance announced 9,368 with 745 away fans. 8-6. Making the journey. 8-6 is a really good crowd considering that they've got, you know, Man City, Man United on their doorstep and, yeah, no, and I mean, Salford were at home as well they were a well supported club Stockport I mean historically if you remember the 90s they were like Championship League 1 I mean they had some massive cup mm. days back in their history mm. but yeah good to see them you know trying to get yeah. guys with the big boys in the Se- second half kicked off no changes for the O's and we're going to fast forward to the 49th minute as Paul Smith tried to latch onto a back pass from Horsfall but Hinchcliffe uh, just beat him to it. Yeah, 54th minute. Then Theo Archibald drifted past three Stockport players, got room for a shot, but his shot was blocked from the edge of the box. Chance went. 57 minutes, and O's counter-attack that saw George Moncur play Paul Smith on the right wing. He beat Southern Hales uh, of Stockport, got into the box, shot from a tight angle, but Hinchcliffe collected the ball. On the hour mark, double change for the O's, and a few eyebrows raised, I think. And this one, Paul Smith and George Moncur made way for Shadogi. And Aaron Dryden. On now, the face of it, that's a really strange substitution, isn't it? It is. I guess we won't talk about it too much because Paul Terry, we're going to play Paul Terry's yeah. post match, and he explains it really well, actually. But at the time, you're like, yeah. with half hour left, you're probably taking away our two most dangerous threats, attacking wise, and bringing on, all right, Dryden, we know what Dryden's capable of, but obviously putting on another <clears> defensive <throat> player. So they've obviously seen something within the game, as well as wanting to manage those players. Yeah. Well, Shad probably went to left... Shad went left back and Jordan then came into the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, we'll let Paul Terry explain that one because there's only so much we're going to be able to explain that. (laughs) (laughs) 65 minutes on the clock then and Darren Prattley picked up a booking for a pull on the shirt of 
you'll, you'll never see a more cynical fan than that. Just, just literally, he's beat. Just takes the, just takes one for the team there. Well played, Dan Prattley. The free kick was swung in. It was Collar, by the way, um, who is uh, fouled there. The free kick was swung in. Stockport felt they should have had a penalty for a push on Madden, which wasn't given. The O's ended up counter-attacking. And then we won a corner from that counter-attack. Now, for me... So you want to go back to the penalty appeal, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, that... You're giving the... Whether it was a penalty or not, I'm not 100% clear, but it looked like it probably was. And thank God the referee didn't... Like, you're giving the referee at League 2 level yeah. a decision yeah. to make that he doesn't need to be given. And Stockport fans feel hugely aggrieved that that was their bit of luck that they would have got in the game and... and whatnot because they had most of the first half we're having most of the second half and ultimately um we've got got away with that one really bit of luck on our side absolutely absolutely seen him given before but like we said the o's can't attack run a corner well done aaron dryman done yeah. really well there to win that corner so that was in the 67th minute the corner <laughs> was played in got cleared out came to idris el mazuni after being urged to shoot from the crowd i love it you see the ball rolling to him and you can hear shoot he uh tried his luck he hit an absolute belter, Hinchcliffe, to be fair to him, done amazingly to get hand yeah. and fingertip it onto the post slash bar. Ball came off that, rebounded to Omar Beckles. I mean, Beckles is quite a way out. He's like just inside the box, 20, but still, still far enough yards. out to sky it, put his laces yes. through it beautifully, ball into the back of the net. O's go 2-1 up, and Beckles is off to celebrate with the away fans. Utter utter just limbs. glided didn't it just glided yeah across. struck it beautifully <clears throat> yeah belt of midris Tech great is. finish there from Beckham. we saw some great videos of the crowd there oh, going, Ben Boatsy thank you for tagging us in your video tweet love it like him and his little son Rory couldn't get there quick enough to go and celebrate and they're just jumping around things you love to see there's some a good one from footage. Trevor Singfield as well who's at the back yeah. quite high up that, yeah. seeing it all um, what a finish what a Took great really finish well. very composed but I think the huge credit is going to go to Idris for taking the shot. Great, Great. save by Hinchliff, no question yeah, or a doubt really about well. that. That that just whole thing was just absolutely fantastic. So let's move on. Seventy five minutes. Jordan Brown was booked for a late tackle on collar. Certainly was seventy nine minutes. I mean, Charlie Kelman almost made it three 0 after some nice patient passing football from the O's. The ball came to Kelman. He had a snap effort. Well saved and turned around the post by Hinchcliffe. I think we did well there to did. build that up, to keep the pressure on, to keep the ball in that yep. space, to not allow Stockport to get that from us. That was a really well-worked opportunity, that. Charlie was really unlucky there. Yeah, he was. 80th minute then, the O's were caught with too many men forward and Stockport were on the counter. Shad Ogie made an absolutely sensational recovery tackle to dispossess Madden and, and nullify that threat. That was fantastic. If he'd have missed time, that he'd have got a book in, given a free kick away, and put pressure on us. That was a superb tackle. That I think you can already see the impact of the substitutions that I made. So Dryden's won at the corner that leads to the goal. Ogie's made a big, big challenge there in the eightieth minute. I think we spoke about it again, maybe last week or the week before. The subs who have come in to the team when they've had to come in have yeah. come in and done really well and been really strong. So it's not just that starting eleven; it's the whole squad, yeah, playing for the shirt, getting. Yeah. The three points with three minutes left in the 87th minute. Ross Saturio came on and replaced Charlie Kalman. He did. Six minutes of additional time were played. And in the 91st minute, Wooten's head was held by Lawrence Vigor in a late Stockport free kick. Was played long into the box, which Lawrence Vigor came to collect as Stockport appealed for another penalty. The full-time whistle went shortly after as the O's saw the game out to win 2-1 and take all the points back down to London. Uh, but for me, just to come back on that penalty, I think, again, you're, 
you're giving the referee, whether that was a shove or not, or whether Madden's made it look like he's been shoved, or whoever it was that went down made it look like they've been shoved, I don't know. But you're, again, giving a League yeah. 2 referee a decision to make, and thankfully it's gone in our favour. We have to be careful, because at one point you're going to get an AFC Wimbledon referee again where they weren't being fair, they were really pro-Wimbledon and, you know, we seem to... I understand where Stockport fans are you know, being a bit salty on social media about this. I understand why, because if that was us, yeah, we'd be livid as well. So, But it's just that you're top of the league and luck's on your side and that's just how it's going for us. I'm not complaining about that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just making an observation because I do a podcast. It all evens itself out. But like Beard and Legion, they said full-time whistle went. Yo's mightily relieved and really, really happy. Some great footage there out from the club at that full-time whistle. So like we said, Richie Wellens was in the stand, but not uh, actually on the bench. So the post-match interview was left to Paul Terry. It's only about four minutes long, so we're going to play Paul Terry's interview with Dave Victor. Here it is. Paul, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Huge performance, a massive result. Yeah, listen, huge performance on the lads. Um, and we had to be, we had to dig in a little bit. You know, they started the game very well, um, got the early goal. But then I thought we stood up to a lot of pressure that they put to us uh, and slowly grew our way into the game. Changed the shape a little bit second half and really took the game to them. And you changed the shape in the second half. Is that a decision that you made or were you in contact with Richie Wellens? Oh, we understand it's not well. Yeah, I was in contact with the gaffer the whole game anyway. Um, but it's something we identified, do you know what I mean? And just thought we would have more joy, more or less going man for man for them, getting three defenders on at the back um, and allowing our front players to go and press really high. It's such a difficult start with Stockport County in form and really high pressing. Yeah, very high pressing. They're in good form. But listen, I said to the lads before the game, you know, it's about us as well. We're in good form. We're a good team. You know, we have to be respectful of them and what they're doing at the minute, but also know what we're about and what we can do to other teams. And, and I think we went and done that and showed that second half. The captain was outstanding. His first of the season so important. Yeah, listen, Pratt's, Pratt's has been fantastic since we come into the club. You know, for 37 years old, the, the ground he covers every day and every week in games, you know, it's, it's ex, extraordinary, you know. But fair play to him, you know what I mean? He deserves that goal because he does put in a lot of work that goes unnoticed as well. Um, and I'm really pleased for him. Almazuni denied by the post. It would have been a good goal. Omar Beckles was probably even better. Yeah, listen, I was shocked. Uh, it is a shot, first of all, but the keeper made a great save. But it just shows when we're on the front foot, I'm ready to pounce on any second balls or balls that drop. And then Bexy's there with an unbelievable finish to, to win the game for us. Five-point lead at the top as you go into the mini-break. I bet you don't want to have a break at this point. No, you never want to break when you're playing, you know what I mean? But I think... It, it might come at a good time as well, you know. It just gets us a chance to just rejuvenate, refresh everything, you know, and hit the reset button a little bit and be ready to go again for Bradford at home on a third. How poorly have uh, Matt Howard and Richie Wellens been? Yeah, they've been poorly, you know. Uh, for, for Matt to not even be here and the gaffer, just being able to make it today, do you know what I mean? Um, it shows because they don't miss training, they don't miss games, you know what I mean? But it's important that we look after their health as well, you know what I mean? Um, and the gaffer managed to make it today and was in communication from upstairs. So that's good. And hopefully Matt's on the mend as well. Was this the best performance that you've seen this season, possibly since which he's joined the club? Uh, listen, it was a good performance. I think we've played better in the way we want to play, you know, but there's different ways to win games. And this time we had to be resilient. We had to dig in a little bit and show a little bit still and go and affect them at the top end of the pitch. And I think we've done that. So there's, there's many ways to skin a cat. And I think we showed that we can do it several ways today. 
Paul Smith, the leading goal scorer, he came off. Is that because of an injury? No, Paul just felt a little bit fatigued again. You know what I mean? It's been a hard slog. You know, we've had five, I think it's five away games now on the trot. So it's just been a lot of travelling and things. And we've got to protect players. You know, he's had a, a lot of injuries throughout the last year. So what we don't want to do is get him to the point of exhaustion. So we have to look after him as well. Is that the same for George Monker? Yeah, same with my listen, the same with everyone. You know, we just need we just felt it needed freshening a little bit, you know. So we we got good players on the bench that are ready to come on. Um so why not utilise them and use them? So maybe that break has come at the right time and then you've got an incredibly busy uh, December and particularly Christmas. Yeah, definitely, you know, but we're looking forward to it. So the challenge is there, we've set the challenge and now we're we're up for it, you know, but we could we'll be ready. Third of December, Bradford at home, I think it's a sellout as well, so that'll be good. The fans I've got to say were fantastic again today from start to finish. Like they have been all season, and let's that continue, especially at home against Bradford now. Over 700, they glazed the cane. Yeah, unbelievable support. Like to get them people, like 700 coming up here, he's, he's fantastic. But like I say, home and away, they've been superb this season. Well done. Thank yes, you, Paul. That was Paul Terry's post match interview with Dave. They've got to say, I'm always impressed by Richie Wellens' uh, post match uh, with Dave. I think Paul Terry came across really well there, gave good analysis of the game, and obviously explained his. Uh, Strategy behind the substitutions, and always, always we thank Dave for sending over uh, his interviews. Absolutely. So the league table, then we are still top now. Yes. We are still top of the league, having now played nineteen games of uh, the forty-six that we're due to play. One fourteen, drawn three, lost two. We've got an eighteen positive eighteen goal difference, and we are on forty-five points. Second place, Stevenage, ended up drawing. Last minute goal for Grimsby uh, over the weekend, meaning that we are now five points clear of Stevenage in second. We're 11 points clear of fourth placed Barrow because Northampton uh, are on seven points. So it's us on 45, Stevenage on 40, Northampton in third on 38, Barrow in fourth on 34. And then Bradford, Carlisle and Swindon make up the remainder of the playoff spots. And Swindon are on 31 points. We are now 14 points off of the last playoff spot in League Two. Unbelievable. We've already won as many games this season, so 14, W14, as what we did the entirety of last season. Mm. And it's only mid November. Mm. Crazy. I love it. A great, well, another great stat to come out um, of this season. Yeah. So, Bid the John Day. Your views on your state of Stockport County? Yeah, look, a win when you've gone behind and you've come back always feels, to me, quite a bit sweeter than just going and winning outright. Um, there's something that, that's just still quite magical about that for me, especially when you're away from home, and even more so against the side who have hit a bit of form recently, and in front of a packed-out stadium like that as well. Nearly 10,000 uh, in the stadium uh, there. We scored two good goals and it's good that, in my opinion, that the goals are being shared around the squad as well, that we're just not relying on one player or two players like Northampton have been relying on one player, <clears throat> excuse me, scoring loads of goals, <clears throat> for example. Um, we've got to watch ourselves when we're defending in our box. We seem to be in a, we seem to be giving at times referees potential decisions to make that they don't need to or they shouldn't have to. But luckily for us, the referee overlooked what appeared to be pushes in the backs and fouls. Uh, in the box, so thankfully, Lady Luck was on our side yesterday. We've got so much quality and depth in our squad, um, and I think also the mental resilience and toughness that you need to go up out of this league or just a promotion out of any league 
is there as well. That's been proven this weekend by not letting our heads drop, by soaking up the first 20-30 minutes of the Stockport pressure. As Omar Beckel said in his post-match interview, you know their pressure and press on us wasn't sustainable for 90 minutes. So we knew that that wasn't going to happen the whole time. But credit to Stockport for wanting to come out and play uh, so much uh, and, and, and kind of take our game to us. Yep. And it's interesting to see how we... Uh, how we coped with that and handled it. We soaked it up well, we did well enough and, and then we've gone on and scored a couple of good goals. We've got a week off next week. I hope it does us the world of good. I hope it doesn't kill the momentum that we've got. Um, anyone that's got any slight niggles or fatigue, just get, I assume Richard will give them a couple of days off this week just to fully recharge and, uh, and relax and hopefully, as I say, it doesn't kill our momentum. Lovely stuff. Yeah, my, my views, I think every time you think their bubble might burst... Right, so when we're doing away, you think, oh, it's just the beginning of the end, but it's not uh, going one or down away early to Stockport. You're like, oh, is this going to be the day where we get a hammer in? Doesn't happen. So, obviously, yeah. responded to beating Wimbledon, losing to Wimbledon yeah. by beating Harrogate. Obviously, don't lose yesterday. We turn it around and win the game 2 1, which is always an um, impressive sign uh, of a team who's confident, where the spirit's there. Um, and it was a really good win actually Stockport I think were top of the form table or if not top they were definitely around the top of the form table Yeah, been not just beating teams but beating them convincingly and we've gone there conceded an early goal weathered the storm and then beat them 2-1 fairly comfortably as well it's not like Vigory's man of the match and made like amazing save after amazing save I think you know the 17th minute was a big moment in the game where he mm. makes the big save at 1-0 apart from that He's not. He's not been. You know, they're not knocked our door down. They've had two penalty appeals, which yeah, might have been given on another day. But yeah. pretty much other than that, it was fairly straightforward. Um, Got to say, Darren Pratty this season has been immense. We've spoken about him quite a lot on the podcast. He always seems to be the nearly man this season. So always runner up in the hero of the week poll because he's not scoring or or doing something that changes the match. But it's been so solid. And considering how difficult I think things were for him last season, the turnaround that we've seen from him this season has been um, has been fantastic and it was great to see him get his goal we've obviously got the Dan Prattley song that everyone loves so massive kudos to Dan Prattley again we've criticised Omar Beckles on the podcast quite a bit this season and I think we've kind of spoken about why but then come back and said he's had a really good season on the plus side Yeah. and yesterday he's made a big block got the goal and held firm uh, under pressure so again you know, well done to Omar Beckles and i got to say considering Richie Williams wasn't on the touchline I think they're very t- too brave substitutions taking Paul Smith and George Moncaro if we lost the game 2-1 or 3-1 or whatever all of the uh, comments would have been well you took Smith and Moncaro after 60 minutes so very very big calls there for the management team and they've paid off so great great management there probably the wrong time to have a week off I think we probably would have liked to have had Bradford next Saturday Dan coming off the back of a defeat so they lost 3-1 at Southampton us coming off the back of one Stockport but you know Paul alluded to the fact that they'll use it rejuvenate some of those players that would be positive so yeah I wish Richie and Matt better yeah. well done to Paul Terry as well I think you know it like we said must have been tough he's not got Richie with him who's his manager obviously or Matt Harold who he'll bounce ideas off so to do it alone with just Simon Rice from the looks of it uh, fantastic result so yeah again very happy we're fan here Absolutely. doing this podcast can't complain about a 2-1 win away against an informed side be so, mad to do so absolutely those were our views we had a huge amount of feedback after this match so thanks to everyone 
who sent their views to us uh, at our social media accounts. We are at Orient Outlook on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. You can message us on Facebook as well. Just search Orient Outlook podcast. And again, we're going to read out as many as we possibly can without duplicating the same message. And just because we're reading them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. Yeah, so Rekart blew up was the first to get his tweet. It's a great second half performance. It did a job against a county side that looked very good in the first half. We didn't really let them have a sniff. Thought Ogie and Joanna did very well when they came on and Prattley, probably man of the match. That's a very good professional away win. Come on you O's. Willow Gaffer said at 60 minutes, question the double substitution. Thought it was too soon to be that defensive but that is that is Richie Wellens is the gaffer. That's because Richie Wellens is the gaffer. Huge three points and an even bigger statement. We are we are the real deal this season. Pratt was immense. Dan, that's, a, that's a theme throughout some of these messages. Absolutely, well. and rightly so. Rightly, rightly so. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah Dan yeah. Alton two five nine is lucky to go in at half time level. But that was a tremendous second half performance, and without doubt, the result of the season for me. Everyone played their part. No one shirked anything. Got the substitutions and change of shape. Absolutely spot on. And now can enjoy the two-week break. Yeah, Richie J. Bourne said it's a brilliant result against the good side. So much credit on the subs. Won the game for us. Yeah, so lots of credit there going to the substitutions. Carl Fear 01 said that was such a tough game. I would say the Salford game was our best performance in terms of quality, but that was our best performance in terms of sheer grit, determination and character. Did so well to come back and get the win. Five points clear. MS Orient said that is a massive, massive result. A huge performance from every single Orient player this afternoon. Coming from a goal down to show great character and finding how to win. Darren Prattley was outstanding. So was Drynan when he came on. It's an excellent win. Great stuff. Bazal, 73. So the great win coming from going behind so early. Loved all the negative comments when the double sub was made. Only for us to get the winner minutes later. Think I know who I trust. Yeah, Taser Jr. said, uh, season's nowhere near over, but that win is huge. Stockport in great form at home. 11 points to fourth as well. All looking good. Yeah, looking very good. Conway underscore Nigel said that performance is what champions are made of. Now the dust has settled. One observation. What has happened to Moncur? Not at all at the race yesterday and not been the same since Toothgate. <laughs> Come back, George. We need you. <laughs> Derby 587 said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think we are the real deal. I thought we would lose heavily after the first 20. We dug in, showed our quality. My man of the match was Dan Happy. What a player. So happy getting a shout-out. Good to see. Gorillas 1985. So quality result. Scorers were not forwards, which helps. 12 points clear, including goal difference. By the time we are at home to Bradford, crazy how this season is going. Rocking all over the world before I watch Crouchfest tonight. Hope you had a good one uh, at Crouchfest, uh, Lee. Oh, that was the Peter Crouch podcast Wembley, thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Elvis Memphis said, not even December, and we got 45 points. Wow. It's a great point. 45 points out of a possible 57 is quite frankly ridiculous, yeah. which is where we sit out. Love, right. love to see it. Nigel Ladwhite said that was a beautiful, ugly, hard-working, battling, tactical away performance. Massive win. Potentially season-defining. Potentially. Potentially. Big TB47 is a great result. First time this season we've come from a goal down to win. That is also a good point. However, we haven't conceded that many goals, so it's not actually that surprising when you think about how many goals are in the A column. But very good point. Nonetheless. Yeah, you're right, it's only 12. Only 12. Leanest defence in the EFL, I believe. Ross McCaff says, I'm a broken record Stay by there. saying it recently. But if this was last season or the season before, you just knew we'd have lost a late goal. Incredible spirit and lots of rightly deserved praise for our flair players. But we're the meanest team in the Football League. 
Only 12 goals conceded. Very, very impressive. That is really impressive, and that's an impressive stat. Charlie underscore Paul, podcast one, said, How good was Prattley and El Mazzuni today, by the way? Sensational. Barry Twin said, Massive, massive win. L-E-Y-T is already engraved on the league trophy. Barry, calm down, mate. I like that tweet a lot, Barry. Uh, Orient underscore Ed said, Early on, it looked like we were in for an absolute mauling, but what an amazing performance from this team. Pratters was man of the match by far, but all the lads played their part. Very bemused by the removal of Smith and Monks, as I'm sure others were. Still, what do we know? Absolutely. Daniel underscore D44 said, At halftime, would have definitely settled for a draw. That was a massive win. Not pretty, but in the second half, we nullified their attack and took our chance when it came. Prattley, man of the match. But it was also great to see Ogie get time on the pitch and show he's still quality. Alan Reeves too said, I thought that's a really, actually, that's a really good point about Ogie because you could forgive him for being a bit rusty, but he's as sharp as you like. Yeah, and I mean, he had a great season last season. The only, he's only out of the fat, only out of the team. Because of Dan Happy. Due to Dan Happy being absolutely immense this season. Yeah. If, if, we are lucky to have two left-sided centre-backs that, or left-footed players. If Shadogi hadn't been sent off at the back in the last season against Danny Rose from Northampton for yeah. pushing him over, then Dan Appy doesn't get, get in the squad, get in the team, get in that start 11, chance, and yeah. Ogie starts the season. The fact that he was suspended, Happy came in and has made that shirt his own, and literally yeah. no one can get that shirt off him. Is the only reason why Ogie's not in the team. Correct. It's not Ogie's got any worse. It's literally because Happy's been sensational. So good. That's yeah. right. Alan Reeves too said, I thought Stockport were the biggest, sorry, the best team I've seen us play this season and thought we were in trouble after 15 minutes. Viggs, Viggs's save at 1-0 was massive. Best result of the season so far. Ben Whitlock, 13, says, I can understand the negative comments on Omar a few weeks ago. He's a leader. No coincidence at Ogie last year and happy this season are developing massively such an influential part of a winning squad. It's a really good point. That is a very good point. It's off the pitch as well as on it at the training very ground. Very good what point. like to bring our young players through. It's a really good point. Lee Gibbs won. So today was huge. Big statement and our best win. Stockport will be up there come May and to go a goal down and bounce back shows what character we have. Brad Rucker, SC. So El Mazzuni's excellent shot off the post that led to the rebound. An excellent goal by Beckel shows the ruthlessness of great players and a great team at a crucial moment. Cold-blooded with no hesitation. What a result. Dave M1812 said, brilliant win after being under the cosh in the first half. Didn't agree with the subs, but what do I know? We were much, we were much better after. James is so much better as a wing-back which is where he did really well under Kenny Jackett last season, may I add. Moncur was anonymous, but amazing team spirit prevailed. The match shows that we do have a plan B, which is like Paul said, we went to a, a three three centre-back, so we could push have uh, the, yeah, pushing, pushing the two boys up. Tom Davies, E17 to Stockport in the first half, were the best team we've played this season. They pressed brilliantly and snuffed us out. We did the same after going ahead, a satisfying and away win, as I've seen since lockdown. Uh, Trouser Techno said for the first 20 Stockport were decent a real threat looking likely to score more however gradually we nullified their impact whilst not flowing football from us they were reduced to hoofball and the victory in the end was deserved a dirty win which says a lot about us now A cow and 4676 as we lost a physical battle first 10 minutes but competed and got better of it afterwards deserved the win on balance a fully committed performance that we'll need to go again that we need again to go up Ogie tracking back to tackle yeah. after taking a throw in near the corner flag was a seminal moment. Amazing. Well Beautifully done, Shadogi. Yeah, well put. Adult Swim 1 said, over the last 10 seasons, not including the truncated COVID effective season, 
affected season, the average points required for third place in 82 is, is 82, 82 points, points to get third. Or it required 37 more points from 27 games. That's 1.37 points per game average. Fact on this podcast for you. Facts. <laughs> Absolute a, stats and facts. That is a fantastic fact stat. fest for fact fans. If, any, if anyone's got any more, please feel free to tag us in them and send them our way. We do love a stat. Molly Folly. Great stat. 2019 said, was at the game, really tough test from a very good side in good form, just an all-round committed team performance. Well played to Wellens from the stand and Terry for the subs and tactical change. It worked uh, a treat. This performance had promotion credentials written all over it. And the final word goes to CLE3, who said, Stockport looked a really good team and was worried for us after the first 15 minutes. Got back into it, played very clever to hang on, in the second half. Nothing like the free-flowing stuff we've been used to, but shows we can be a nuisance to nick points. So, do you disagree or agree with any of the tweets that we've read out? Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. If you're not on social media, that's fine. We are Orient Outlook at Outlook.com on the emails. You can get in touch with us that way. So, let's move on then to the Carol Langley Florist Prediction League update. Carol Langley Florist are an established business based in Chingford in East London, specialising in bespoke flowers sourced from the finest growers in the world. From a simple thank you to tailored wedding or even event packages, they're here to help. To get in touch with John and the fantastic team of experienced florists, you can get in touch with them directly 0208 529 4130 or you can get in contact with John on social media, his Essex Biz or Carol Langley E4, that's C-A-R-O-L-E-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y-E-4. They're also on Instagram, at Carol Langley Florist, and search Carol Langley Florist on Facebook. They also offer 15% off to all those fans and staff, which could give you a pretty hefty saving if you're doing a wedding or an event uh, on your flowering costs. That certainly will be a hefty discount. So we had uh, a few correct predictions. No one getting any of the scorers this week, I guess, Naturally. unsurprisingly. So, yeah. well done to Ben Whitlock, 13, Postman Pat, 1965, Shrimpy underscore boy, East, 1975, Mr. JGF6, David Landau, 17, Natal O's fan, LOFC Teresa, New Real 2, Alex LOFC, Eurekison, Evilist Mick oh. and Len Chin Chin won. You all got three points. That means that tools O's fan has pulled away again. 26 points, so he got three points. As did second place, David Landau on 19 points. Behind them on 17 points, O's fan basing. And moving into fourth place on 16 points, Ben Whitlock, 13. Yeah, a couple of new tweets there. Okeskan and Neural too. They're, they're new ones, so welcome to them and, and congrats. It always, I went, I did a predict, we did the Stockport County fan blog in the week and I went with a 2-0 Orient win so oh, did you? I wasn't far off I said 2-all on the mm. vlog i done I said 2-all and I said Stockport will take an early lead 1-0 the O's will get 2-1 ahead and Stockport will get a late equaliser yeah you should have stopped I should have stopped <laughs> should've but should've I was glad to be wrong there as always thanks to everyone who sends us in their predictions and please feel free to play along on Twitter if you don't already do so. Absolutely. Sunday the 20th of November. Today as we record this podcast, Omar Beckles has been named in the Skybet League 2 Team of the Week. So well done Omar. Yeah, lovely Omar. The ladies team were in action this afternoon at home against the Sutton Development side. The O's won the game 7-0 thanks to goals from Waif Heath a double from our media and a hat-trick from Feldman. So 7-0, things you love to see. Yeah. Wraps up a beautiful weekend 
So well done, ladies. And at 50 minutes, 51 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy. Yeah, so obviously there's now no Premier League football until January. So the current standings are Chris Wagstaff tops the Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy Football League. He's got 987 points. Just ahead of Lewis Fear in second place, who's just one point behind him. Really, really tight there. Steve's in 215th place out of 355 players so plenty of scope uh, for you when the season resumes after this very true world cup interruption very true interruption yeah very odd having a world cup uh, in november doesn't sit right with me no it's very very odd so positives and negatives of the week i don't know if done what last week but mr leave i'll let you do positives oh, this week. okay so obviously the win at stockport huge positive coming from behind uh, still top of the league with a solid goal difference. I think that's fair to say. So it's almost like six points, basically. It Five is. points clear. It's almost yeah. like another, as it stands anyway. So yeah. brilliant. Goal difference yeah. would always be an extra point. The youth team who are into the next round of the FA Trophy. You could argue, obviously, the ladies team winning 7-0 Absolutely. against the development side today. Tom James is back from, from suspension as well. So quite a few things to be really positive about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three negatives this week. First of all, Rob Hunt. So as Paul said in his interview, he's got a calf injury. Hopefully, he isn't too uh, bad. Obviously, second in negative is Rishi Wellens and Matt Harold illnesses. We wish you better, chaps. Hope you are on the mend. And the third uh, negative is more bookings picked up over the weekend. We've got quite a few now on four yellow cards. So mm. quite a few hovering towards that danger zone. Quite a few important players as well. I'm not, there is a cut-off point, which I think is game week 19, okay. actually, which we've just played. I was reading this the other day. Because Matt Hiscock mentioned it in commentary okay. uh, last week about when you get to a certain point, I don't know. It that resets that, itself or something. I think so. So I actually, although we've just mentioned that on reflection, I don't think it counts now. Okay. If anyone's listening, actually knows, feel free to tweet us or tag us in any tweets uh, around that. When do the yellow cards reset themselves or go to an extended date? So Carol Langley and then Florist, hero of the week. So this week, we decided to take it to Twitter. We had a few nominations and nominated the following players. So we nominated Omar Beckles uh, for his stout defensive performance and his winning goal yesterday. We nominated Dan Happy. Again, another fantastic game at centre-back for Dan Happy. Third nomination was Darren Prattley. Gets the equaliser. Was here, there and everywhere. All over the pitch. Another fantastic performance. And the last nomination was Lance Vigaroo for making some pretty key saves in key moments of the game. So the winner... And probably unsurprisingly, with 73% of the vote, this week's hero of the week is... Darren, Darren Prattley. <laughs> so, next week's fixtures are well done, Darren. Stellar, standout performance. You've been, like Steve said, on the hero of the week a few times, but unfortunately, always a bridesmaid. Never a bride, this time but this, this time it is you, baby. So, next week's fixtures. <laughs> the O's have got a week off next week. It's FA Cup second round week, and we're, of course, knocked out of the FA Cup earlier this month. So, we're back in action on Saturday, the 3rd of December. We're going to be at home, obviously, to Bristol City, who are pretty much Bristol sold City? out. Sorry, Bradford City. I say. beg your pardon. <laughs> uh, it's quite late. Um, and uh, they've sold out their allocations. It's a 12.30 kickoff, people. Do not forget that. It's Very important. Don't turn up at 3 o'clock you would have missed the game uh, Bradford lost 3-1 at home to Northampton on Saturday some fantastic goals from Southampton there just shows Northampton. how what did I say Southampton oh. <laughs> I've just done a, uh, a vlog interview uh, with a Bradford City fan on a league show so their Bradford City's issue isn't that away form 
They're very, very strong away. Their right. issue is their home form. So I'd rather this being played at Valley Parade. So they are going to be quite dangerous. They've got a fantastic away record this season in the form table. So although they're fifth in the league, their away form is much better than their league placing would suggest. They always travel well. Andy Cook, league's top goal scorer, he's got 15 goals already wow. this season. He's absolutely banging them in for fun. Leanne yeah. Gold, XO, yeah. coming back. I think he's he'll be on their bench. He might get... Uh, a bit of game time, but it'll be a very, very difficult game against uh, Bradford City. But it'll be a great atmosphere as well. Obviously, kids for a quid, be a rammed Brisbane Road, be busy. I imagine it will be a, a, a sellout, and I imagine all those tickets sold, most of them will be bums on seats on a Saturday, the 3rd of December. I see what you've done there. I see what you did there. Just coming back on the yellow card <laughs> thing, by the way. Uh, the current rules this season stipulate that any player accumulating a certain number of yellow cards will face disciplinary action in the form of match bans, and it works in the following principles. Five yellows accumulated before match week 19 results in one match ban. Okay. So I assume then that after match nine, match week 19... That's what we've just gone through, isn't it? Yeah. So if you get five before match week yeah. 19, you get yeah, a one yeah. match yeah. ban. But after that, if you get ten yellows accumulated by week third... So if you get five next, if you get one in the next game, you're not, you're not banned. Perfect. But if you get ten yellows accumulated by week 32, that's a two-match ban. Okay. See what happens. So... All the boys have got a little bit of breathing space now just to bring you some more information this week. So, Northampton scored three cracking goals yesterday in their game against Bradford City, not Bristol City or or Southampton. (laughs) Uh, Last six games for Bradford, as you quite rightly mentioned, they are good uh, away from home. They won won two, drawn three, lost one of their last six games home and away. So, again, they won't be a pushover. They won't be at all. So, yeah, it'd be good to get down Brisbane Road again. It's been far too long since we've had a game there after a month of away games in November. So, sponsorship reminder, don't forget, if you're thinking of moving home, keep it in your own family. Save yourself a few quid by using trusted estate agents, town and country, Harlow. Again, you can call them on 01279 883444 or 07528471497 or give them a tweet at TNC Harlow or give Charlie a tweet at Charlie underscore Paul. Yes, you can do that. So thank you very much for joining us this week for episode 301. The Orient Express rolls on once again this week as we had a difficult away fixture against Inform Stockport County. And after going to goal down in the fifth minute, you could have been forgiven for expecting the worst. However, this team has quality running through it and a great spirit. And the O's turn things around to get the win and another three points, which leaves the league uh, two table looking pretty amazing. To us as Orient fans, as we now sit five points clear of second place Stevenage. I can't believe Stevenage is second place. Crazy. Uh, And 11 points clear of Barrow in fourth. So just let that sink in just for one moment. We've got next week off, as we've mentioned. Going to recharge, a bit of rest and relaxation due to our early exit from the FA Cup earlier this month. But we're back at home against Bradford in two weeks' time. Yeah, we certainly are. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give our podcast a review. I think we're on 103 five-star reviews now. If you're listening on Spotify... Don't forget to rate the show. I've got 59 Spotify reviews, which is great to see. If you listen on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded. We are also on all smart speakers that you can listen to the podcast on. You can also listen through FanHub. So listening to the podcast has never been easier. And if you have a relative, a loved one, a disillusioned England fan or Tottenham fan or Chelsea or Arsenal or West Ham or anyone who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, get them involved 
and download the pod for them. So like Paul said, episode 302 coming up in two weeks. So there is no new Orient Outlook podcast for you next week. However, We're gonna have a week we've got a massive catalogue of interviews and I'm aware that there's quite a few new listeners every week. So if you're new to the podcast, go back on our timeline. We've got some amazing interviews with people from Matt Lockwood to Dean Cox to Russell Slade to Roman Vincelo to Moses Odebajo to... New people like Mark Devlin, Richie Wellens, anyone you want to hear from Orient, go back into our catalogue next Sunday and get a listen to one of those bad boys. Thank you very much indeed. We'll be back, like Steve said, in two weeks' time with all the information, all the news and views that you will need uh, over the next couple of weeks. So we thank you for listening again. Keep calm, stay safe, have a good couple of weeks and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. (laughs) 